Greetings, friends, and welcome to today's Family Altar Audio Devotional. Our scripture reading today comes to us from the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. And the quote is by William Marion Brannan from the message entitled, A Super Sense. This message was preached on December the 27th, 1959. We hope that you are blessed today as you listen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God gave those senses, but they're given to you as a gift. And it depends on how you, what you yield these senses to, will be the way that your life is controlled. The way you yield those five senses your, what you see, what you hear, what you taste, smell, or feel. Whatever those senses are yielded to, they will dominate you. And we are grateful to God that we have the five senses. But by no means was these five senses given to you to guide you. They were given to you for earthly contact. But there was given you the sixth sense. And that sixth sense is belongs only to the Christian. And you cannot have this sixth sense until you become a Christian. Is the only way that you can ever have any more than the five natural senses for the natural person. But sixth sense is better known to the Christian as faith. It's the one that governs and guides you and it is superior to all the other senses. It's a superior to all of the senses, the other five senses. Now, I would not say that because that we receive the sixth sense, that the five senses are no good no more. Yes, they are. Those five senses were given to you by God, and they are to be used. But when the five senses act contrary to the word of God, then they are lying. Now, the sixth sense cannot lie. It's a super sense. And that's what I want to speak about. This morning I spoke on a super sign, and tonight on a super sense. And the super sense is the 
Holy Spirit, the faith of God that dwells in you. And if you let the five senses be yielded to the sixth sense, it'll guide you and bring all the other five senses under control of that super sense. For it's so far above the natural sense as the spiritual man is above the natural. It's as far and as high as the heavens is above the natural man and his five senses. It makes you believe things that you cannot see. It makes you act or you do not think the five senses would ever think about it. The devil can get into these five senses and lie to you. But he cannot touch that super sense that's far beyond his reach. That come from God. It's called faith. Faith is that great thing. And the five senses does not control the sixth sense, but the sixth sense controls the five senses. The super sense controls the natural senses. And the, the five senses is see, taste, feel, smell here. And the super sense is something that will make you believe God's Word. Well, that's the only thing it will speak about. And it will make you believe for things that you can't see, taste, feel, smell or hear. Because it will take God's Word. And it will deliver that Word to you and make you walk contrary to any other thing there is but God's Word. By faith. Faith does it. Now, in giving this illustration of the senses, the natural man is born with these senses, so they are nature-given senses. And that's really the only thing he'll ever know about it in his intellectual thinking. He can only think as a man. He can see as a man. He can understand as a man. He here is a man. But when he becomes governed or regenerated, or we would call it born again, then that sixth yeah. super sense takes a hold of him. In doing so, that super sense raises him up into a spot to where he has faith to believe things that he could not hear Things that he could not see, understandings that he could not understand, he believes it anyhow because he's governed by that sixth sense, that super sense. Oh, how marvelous it is to know it and to think how simple it is to believe it. Now, you cannot believe it until you are regenerated. The Bible said that no man can call Jesus a Christ only by the Holy Ghost. We went through that this last week and it's been such a stumbling block especially to the 
Pentecostal believing people. When they hear me say that Jesus said in St. John 5, 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me has eternal life. Eternal life comes from God alone. And no man can say Jesus is the Christ only by the Holy Ghost. You're only taking what somebody else said, what you learned by intellectual, what you learned by the natural five senses. But when the sixth sense comes in, the Holy Spirit, it takes away all the reasonings of these six senses and five senses and lifts you up into that sixth sense to make you believe things that you can't see, taste, feel, smell, or does something to you. Then you can say Jesus is the Christ because you have witnessed it. Not what intellectual teaching has taught you, but what you've experienced. What is the sixth sense to do then, Brother Branham? Why did the sixth sense come? The sixth sense come for this reason. Now, sixth sense is the faith, the super sense. Now, if the sixth sense come for this reason only, that was to make the five senses in you deny anything that's contrary to God's Word. That's what the sixth sense is for. The Scripture speaks of casting down reasonings. The, the five senses, will you can reason. Well, now, why should this man... Why should... But the sixth sense doesn't see that at all. It's so far beyond it. It's so much higher than it is. Until it don't even have any reasonings at all with it. We believe it. It's far beyond anything that the five senses would have to say about it. Now, get ready for a healing service. See, we believe it. You walk by that sixth sense. You talk by that sixth sense. You live by that sixth sense. You die by that sixth sense and rise by that sixth sense. That super sense. Something that's in you that's different from what the natural man is. The natural man only has these. And they're all right. If they can be brought in submission to the sixth sense. If the natural mind says, reads the Word of God and says, that is the Word of God, it's speaking the truth. But if it reads and says, it's not all the Word of God, or, or it's, uh, was something, it was one time, but it isn't now, then that sixth sense comes in and says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. See? That's the difference. That's why that so many people fail to be healed. They're trying to come with an intellectual conception. They say, oh, I, uh, I do this or I believe this and so forth. But if that sixth sense is saying that, then there's nothing will ever shake them from that sixth sense. The sixth sense is come upon the human being to make them deny anything that's contrary to the Word of God. Any symptom... Any symptom that's contrary to God's promise, the sixth sense says it isn't there. 
If the Christian that's born again, and the first thing you know, some infidel, unbeliever, gets around to the Christian and says, Now looky here, there's no such a thing as that Holy Ghost. You're just mistaken in that. You're crazy if you believe such stuff as that. There's no such a thing as it. That sixth sense goes right straight to work. Let me show you in the Bible where you can't receive the Holy Ghost. Uh, you see, I can show you where the disciples uh, uh, got it. But, uh, but I, well, you say, look, the sixth sense of porch over say, but he said the promise isn't to you, to your children. Well, that meant their children there. That doesn't mean for you. It isn't for you. But that sixth sense knows better. Why? It's already in you. They've said it too late. You've already received it. People who talk that there is no such thing as the Holy Spirit don't know what they're talking about. Like a boy once peeling an apple and was asked by an infidel debating a meeting. He said, uh, what, do you want, what do you want up here? He said, I want to ask you a question. While he was eating the apple and enjoying it, a very simple sort of a, looked like a delinquent person with the hair hanging in his face and one tooth out in front and an old dirty overhaul jacket on. He said, just one question I want to ask you. The infidel just said, there is no such a thing as God. It's all emotion. There's nonsense to it. It's all it is. And the boy said, I want to ask you a question, mister. Is this apple sweet or sour? He said, how do I know I'm not eating it? He said, that's just what I thought. Walked right back. How do you know when you haven't tasted the Lord? How do you know when you've never received the Holy Ghost, whether He's real or whether He is not? How do you know where there's faith and power? How do you know there's not joy unspeakable and full of glory when you've never tasted the sin? The sixth sense leads you to that. The sixth sense declares that to you. There's no intellectual powers at all will ever bring that to you. The intellectual powers will reason and say, why well, it's psychology. It's something this way. It's emotion with the people. But when the sixth sense comes in, it denies all of those things and moves a person straight into the bosoms of God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. By faith, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Jacob. All by faith. It's the sixth sense that does it. Sixth sense denies all symptoms, all symptoms. Anything contrary to God's word, any feeling, emotion. Somebody say, oh, well, I was prayed for, but I just don't feel any better. Sixth sense would never stand still for that. Sixth sense would say, it's a lie. Better, I'm getting well. God said so. That settles it. Amen. God said so. Sixth sense only feeds on the word of God. That's super sense. It's super above the senses. It's a greater sense. It's a faith. It's a power that stirs and drives. Amen. It's something that makes you do things that you never thought you would do. It's the sixth sense. The super sense. You get prayed for 
say you got, got a crippled hand, you get prayed for your hand. You come up there and you believe that God's going to heal you. The pastor prays for you. You go back. The old natural man will say this. You don't feel any different than that hand. You're no better than what you ever was. But the sixth sense comes along and says, that's a lie. You've been prayed for. That settles it. Amen. Like a woman had come to her meeting one time. And she come to her meeting, two of them. They crossed the platform. They'd seen the discernments. Them women were just, just swallowed up. They were both real Christians. One come up in the spirit came and said, You are suffering with a stomach trouble. And her face lit up. She said, That's true. Uh, and the Holy Spirit said to me, said, and it's an ulcer. It's caused from a nervous condition. You've been examined by a certain doctor, and he said that you could not uh, have that. I uh, had to have an operation to have it cut out. She said, every word of that is a true. Men seen she's such a great believer. And it said, your name is Miss So-and-so. You come from so-and-so and such and such a place. She said, that is the truth. What was it? The sixth sense catching it. The sixth sense and the Holy Spirit was standing side by side. The Holy Spirit was speaking. The sixth sense was saying, Amen. There it is. Something has to happen. When Martha ran out to find Jesus, and when she said, Lord, what's the sixth sense? If thou would have been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. There's the sixth sense. Jesus pulled himself together and said, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? What are you going to say, reasoning? There's a man laying on a dead and the worms is crawling through him. But he's just got to say he was the resurrection and the life. That's God's word. That sixth sense beyond the doctor's care, beyond the thoughts of scientific research, defied all, all reasonings and cast them down. Why? It's witnessing to God's word. I am, I know I will be, I was, I am now. I'm the resurrection and life. Man, he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He said, Yea, Lord. Sixth sense. I believe that you are the Son of God that should come into the world. My brother shall rise again. Oh, my. To the grave they went. Them two together, something had to happen. That was a super sense with God standing present. Something had to take place. The sense was, super sense was God. There was something telling Martha that. She'd seen him. She knowed him. She didn't recognize him to be the very Messiah. And she knew if she could only get to him, if she could only get close to him and present the case. 
Just hear one promise come from him. That's all she wanted. When he said, I am the resurrection of life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead. That's all Martha wanted to hear. All she wanted because the sixth sense, the super sense, her faith was moving her to confess him. Believe him. This woman, when she left the platform, it was, Thus saith the Lord, Go home and eat. Jesus Christ makes you well. She went home. That night, a friend of hers living in the neighborhood was third or fourth behind her. She had a big knot on her neck. And here she come, all thrilled about her her neighbor was going to be healed that ulcer that had bothered her so much. This is one of the hundreds of cases, thousands of them. And this big knot sticking out on her neck. And she come up, I said, no one would have to discern that. But you're happy about something. You've been thrilled because that woman sitting over yonder is a neighbor of yours. Holy Spirit, she thought, how in the world could that man know that? It has to be something to reveal it to me. So when that was said, it said you're thinking about your neck? Yes. Do you believe it'll leave? I believe it, she said, with all my heart. I said, thus saith the Lord. Go home and you will receive your healing. The natural man looked around and couldn't see no sign. The woman with the ulcer went home and tried to eat and my, she liked to die. Oh, the natural man, the natural sense of feeling still declared the ulcer there. So after about a week or two had passed, she went through the neighborhood to all of her people in the church testifying the Lord has healed me. And they said, are you eating now? No, not exactly everything I want. But she said, I'm already healed. For by his stripes, I am healed. No matter what it was, she's healed anyhow. One morning, the children had gone to school. And she got real hungry. She was standing, washing the dishes by the window. She came to the meeting, another meeting about a year later. And she was washing the dishes. And when she, uh, first thing she felt a real funny feeling go over. And she thought, what was that? Felt like I wanted to scream. And her husband had told her, said, honey, you quit talking about that healing. That because, although he was a Christian, said, you're bringing a reproach upon the cause. How can you bring a reproach when you're testifying to his word? You'll bring a reproach if you don't testify to it. That if you were healed, you were healed. She said, that man stood and looked me in the eye and told me my conditions and the things that I had done and who I was and where I come from. She said, I hadn't been in the building 15 minutes when he come to the platform. How in the world could this man know that? I never saw him in my life. And he told me, thus saith the Lord. You're healed. And she said, I'll believe it until I'm dead. She said, I'll believe it anyhow. 
Though her and her sister, Laura, a friend, had covenant to God that they'd hold that faith. That morning she felt real funny. And in a few minutes she got hungry. So the children had left some oats in a plate, a little dish, and said oats always just burn her up. If anybody ever had an ulcer, you know what it is. So she reached down and took a couple bites of those oats. Oh my, she said, I, I have to pay for it, I suppose, but one of these days I'll be all right. But she noticed she was still hungry. So she just finished up the dish. She waited a few minutes. See what happened. Nothing happened. Felt good, still hungry. She fried her a couple eggs and poured her a cup of coffee and got some toast and had her real jubilee. She just eat all she could eat. She went ahead washing the dishes. And about a half hour later, she was hungry again. No ill effects. She put on her little bonnet and down the street she went into this neighbor's house. And when she got there, she heard she thought there'd been a death baby in the family. They were screaming and shouting and walking around. The woman had slept late that morning and got up looking for the growth that was on her neck and it had disappeared during the night. What was it? God at work. Up here at Cato Tabernacle when we had that meeting, that crippled boy that come in there and was prayed for. Many of us there to see him. They brought him back in that emergency room. Billy led me to him. They had him on a platform for three or four nights or on the, in the building. He didn't get a prayer card, so they put him in the emergency room. I went in and prayed for him. Looked at him. He said, Mr. Branham, can you tell me some consolation? I said, yes, sir, son. Polio got you this way. He said, that's right. I said, your name is such and such and come from a certain place. That's right, he said. He said, what about my healing? I said, by his stripes, you were healed. Yeah. Went home testifying, giving God praise. And he brought such a reproach, they claimed in the neighborhood. Until one Sunday, a group of ministers come in and sat down by him. And said, you must stop doing that. You're bringing reproach upon the cause. And the young man sitting there said, Mr. If you were sitting where I am, if you were in the chair that I'm sitting in, you wouldn't try to rob me of the last hope I got in Christ. That by His stripes I am healed. And He no more said that sitting there paralyzed. Feet, hands, body, back. And no more than He said that and out of the chair He went glorifying God. Natural senses said he'll sit there. The doctor said he'll be there forever or as long as he lives. But the sixth sense says, By his stripes, I am healed. And he wouldn't have nothing to do. It's casting away everything contrary to what God said. That's what the sixth sense is for. We trust that you have been blessed by God's word today. The devotional you just heard was derived from Brother Tim Dodd's Family Altar devotional book. If you are interested in a copy of your own, you can visit store.bibleway.org to order your own copy. If you would like to listen to more daily Family Altar audio devotionals and other spiritual message-related content that we produce, we invite you to subscribe to the 10,000 Worlds podcast or visit us on YouTube. 
Facebook, and on our website at 10kworlds.com. That's the number 10, the letter K, and the word worlds.com. If you feel that this ministry has been a blessing to you, and you would like to support us financially to help us deliver more and better content to you in the future, you may easily do so by clicking the Consider Supporting Us link in the description of this episode or visiting our website to learn more. It's okay if you can't support us financially, but would you do us a favor? Pray for us and share this episode with others so that they might be blessed as well. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell button so that you get notified when we publish more content like this. Thank you, and God bless you.